I'm Josh Gonzalez, and this is the Love Is Podcast. This podcast is intended to widen your perspective on love. And the only way to accomplish this is by going deep. Look, if you're living and breathing right now, you've already got experience with love. That's not the question here. This podcast and the question of this podcast is, how do we become a practitioner of love? So in today's episode, we're going to talk about death. Um, I have a life-only license, which means that I can write business for someone who wants to um, insure a funeral for themselves. Um, But what I'm doing is taking it a step further. We're also going to be diving into Desmond Omega Fair's poetry, what he calls novel sonics calm and eager to explode star hot and heavy wind and burning ocean she the sun this is part two of an interview i did with desmond omega fair if you want to listen to the first half go to episode 14 so I want to play Peekaboo. Peekaboo. <laughs> so I, peekaboo, <laughs> I know what Peekaboo means. I'm sure everybody's heard of Peekaboo and has probably paid Peekaboo. But where did the song? Where did the idea for the song come from? Um, Peekaboo is. I was just in the woods a lot, you know, like, you know, just being in the forest um, with my love. And just feeling all the feels, feeling like I was in the right place where I should be, but also really disoriented about where I was, but feeling like I had to be there to like learn things or something about my existence. It was a very safe space, but also a really contentious one. Being um, in the Pacific Northwest, um, in a small town where I didn't really know anyone but my partner, we both were sort of new to the environment. Um, but going in, going on long hikes and um, just being in nature really grounded us. And I feel like peekaboo sort of parallels that experience also thinking a lot about just the planet itself (laughs) um you know feeling very much like a panpsychist which is you know the idea that everything has a sense of a sense has a sort of cognition some sentient sort of level of mind And, you know, having that ring true, you know, everything was speaking to me, (laughs) Um, whether it be a sense of timing, the way people would answer me or interact with me, with the way that I was thinking, whether it be like bugs, putting certain thoughts in my mind, whether it be, you know, me communicating with my own painting. It was just a really trippy time for me, obviously. I can, bar- I can barely explain it. Um, so this poem basically tries to bring me back to that time. So whenever it comes on again, I'll have, I'll have a sense of what's going on. <laughs> okay, guys. This poem is by Desmond and his co-producer, Coleman Moore. Finally... Finally the ivy Ivy Ah 
Finally, the ivy had risen in crisis, in evergreen, risen even engorged of ecstasy, every day. Eden. XO. XO. Err. Burning. She is alive for our sins. My lord. Fruitful, multiplying. I am not afraid of you. I remember her. Inside of me. Shining blue-green, nestled in peace. In darkness, serenity round. Taking a breath, zephyr and reaching deeper in. She has decided to grow and erode again. From void to form to seethe. Oasis of many sabrosa. In stellar halos. Spiraling out of the darkest, twinkling matter. To square, vines and stars rising. Thriving against the petrified deadwood. Evergreen and prairie fire spread to holy, enshrined herself around me mid sojourner's new ritual. A stop force. A stop force. A stop force. To smell the rose water. To scoop the lake water of faunal drool, insect dung, ocean row, and bacteria fertility come and gone. Pluck the wildflowers. Placing them to float in the oval, my last life to die. Hocus corpus meum, which is Latin for this is my body, for now. With these mangy-ass squirrels, I'm on defense too. I just don't know. Opening the vine-shrouded window of my chamber's new vista, at the center of everything, mountains, skyscrapers in the ocean, valley of the dawn air is precious, conditioned thicker with far noises of distant devastation, migration, the chirps of small birds, a crying baby in the morning, the crunch under slow-moving wheels, trying to eye was wide, then narrowed to find them there, how I had imagined. Queer. Queer. Circled and queer near the cross. Near the cross. The imported palm trees, the traffic, the empty, dirty pool, and the protective spike of the pineal fruit. Sparks, warnings, red. We're all here to remind me. 10.17 million souls. Life evolves to match the conditions to which it finds itself is common knowledge. Is cerebral secretion. Consciousness reckons to expand or extract upon the conditions to which it finds itself is uncommon knowledge, changing day and age, and axis mundi. Taking a deep, taking a ghostly breath, and reaching deeper in, androgynous thought. She is cloudy, a sunny day. The sun. She came and went, unbound. She is trapped, and she is free. Calm and eager to explode, star hot and heavy wind and burning ocean. She, the sun. Uh, this one was really interesting because it's it almost reminds me of um, like dreaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you know when you dream, you sort of like jump different realities. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, that's yeah. what this reminds that's me of. Not anyways, uh, I know exactly. There's probably a lot of what was that? I said not anyways, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess for me, that's way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's. I think that's what that time period felt like for me it's like you know like you have 
don't know. It's it's hard to describe. Like it felt like it being in that landscape felt mm. like obviously I'd never been there. Like I I'm telling you that I'd never been there, but at the same time it felt so familiar, and I was so jarred by the fact that I'd made all these decisions to end up in this place. Um, um, and then, I, yeah, I felt like I was sort of jumping realities and just trying to ground myself and writing was sort of the thing that was helping me at the time. Usually I, you know, before that I was able to paint out, paint out my feelings. Um, mm. but writing, I had to try to relate it back to my own reality. And I think that's to me, the difference between writing and painting. I am having a psycho reaction to life. With image thinking, you know, it's all in your, you know, your prefrontal, your prefrontal cortex, you know, there's the last part of our brain to be developed and it's still undergoing its process of development right now, collectively. Um, The amount of images that we take in these days is affecting that part of our our brain. Um, And when you're using that part of your self to create images, at least for me, I am able to feel like I'm not physically here. You know, like there's a certain point in painting where you're just, your body is just doing things and your, your insides are actually what's pulling out the image and directing your body. Um, at least that's how I was working for a long time. And there's no concept of the physical world at a certain point. <clears throat> With writing, it's the complete opposite. Um, everything is about the language in which that you're using. Um, I must wipe the shit from my ass. from my ass, my mind, and my body, my mouth, and my eyes deteriorate. Tone of voice within that language, Um, histories of words that you want to either expand upon or diffuse, Um, ways of bringing slang into something sophisticated, taking something sophisticated and bringing it to slang, you know, there's, 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 um, it's just a different, it's just a different part of my thinking. It's very based off of, you know, the tangible physical world around me. Um, and I spent a lot of time avoiding the physical world and what's, what's quote unquote real. Um, so writing Mm. actually was kind of a challenge for me and I feel like my writing has relaxed since I finished this, um, this piece of work unprosed is what it's called the whole thing all three chapters um it's called unprosed which means sort of coming out of a basic understanding coming out of basic lingua and moving into something you know something that wants to be something else like a transformation like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon is an unprosed caterpillar i'm being if i'm being that way about it okay i'm gonna play another poem by desmond it's called nothing change halitosis and cataracts halitosis and cataracts and my eyes deteriorate Intimidation is the look of focus in a year of certainty. We're all black, my son. Today. Send the looks to Kenneth. Countrygirls.tlc at gmail.com. Jillian Knox. Grocery. Tending to produce horror in the beholder. 
call music mic. Dwelling on the gruesome, macabre, macabre dance, having death as a subject this evening. New day. Write to Reagan at Outlook.com. Of course, of course we're going to Hanuki. Hair pick metal. Infinite nature. A fresh start. Sanctuaries. Aspirational futures. As I peed, I hydrated urine clear into the toilet. Baby wipes, the bowl, the flowers. I just used and tossed. I flush my self-portrait, the turn drawings. So be it in his tongue. I am and I am not our founding father's spawn, so be it in his tongue. Misogynist. Genius. Misogynist. Genius. We'll all have to unlace to mother the day after my mother and my planet. I am in tears thinking about my mother and my planet. Win-win. Polyvocal, vocal quality of psychology, energy, agendas, voices, desires, personal work, pulling these together. Babylon, Gate of God, Inky, Rebuilding Babylon, University of Duality, Demiurge, Dimethyltryptamine. Natural brain hormone. Akasha Niloka. Akasha Nilo Taka. Sub psychedelic quantities. The egg creates the sperm. Let me say that again. The egg creates the sperm. Nature of dark energy. Sapient time. Kairos, the sidereal, sheep, chic, sick, sheep, chic, sheep. Pose somewhere luxurious. Revelations about dark energy. Keep me safe. Keep me safe. Trash every Thursday. The people who were living in apartment 10 moved out of our building. So basically, we should come up with a chart to keep track of those who are in our building so they can take out the trash. I'll do it. It's fine. Proposing we sign up for this trash week. Which of the... Which part of me is proud? Which part of me retracts? Which part of me is proud? Parts of me retract. Retract. This dichotomy, inbred American. I am an American. Pulling my house together. It's an inspiration for sanctuary. Attention, Makawa. Email Long Beach Interiors. Compose standard draft. Continue resume. Uh, necessary spending only. No rewards until December. Casting lots. Uh, should I say yes or no? No, the answer was no. I should prepare. I should pack. Purchase or create provisions for a symposium out of mine and in corpus time. Coenzyme Q10. An ambidextrous thought. Cleromancy, sortition. Saint Tupac. Saint Tupac assassinated... September 13th, 1996. Ganesha's birthday, September 13th. Symposium persona. That happened this year. Let's go back to Venus and refill it with our... As we begin to hybridize what's lux and what's responsible. 
on my own on my own on my own for Oroncho under God's protection Stacy Tisdale financial writer pick a subject what pattern themes reappear what patterns themes reappear in your life and only love can test that out can each medium influence the other how can I be stretched out how can I be brand new? How can I be more step diverse? One, step two, and forward. Save the dates. How can I be so on? Phase one, so find it in myself to propel. Des timesheets. Diane Lime pitch fan. Pitch fan. I am bummed. I could have went to home chanting for this shit. I didn't see this. I didn't foresee this lame party. Epithets were your own. Have a language. I can agree with that. Middle name. Middle child. Blockchain. The day after Quake. Character is Destiny, my first son. A new narrative for the psyche. Transmitting pain into pleasure. Spiritual principle to form. You missed the spell. You didn't miss the spell. Brinking. Win-win. The physical world. A fiscal world. The metaphysical. A wishful world. No more sleeping. No more sleeping of beauty. No beauty. Sleepy all beauty. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> we will see babies. <laughs> I mean, you're obviously really good with words. Um, do you attribute that to you? How do you develop your, your skills? Is it writing? Um, you do a lot of reading? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't a big reader until recently actually. And mm. well, I mean, so growing up in the South, I was basically able to graduate high school with a very low reading level. So a lot of my writing is confronting that reality and just pushing myself mm. forward and poetry definitely availed itself quite easily, quite naturally to that learning process. Um, you know, there's no rules. You can do it yourself. You know, there's, you know, there's not all the structure there. And you can really get a sense of yourself in words and then adjust them to however the world is taking them in, you know, however you want to deliver that. Um, so a lot of my first, a lot of the first chapter is working through that anxiety. <clears throat> Second chapter, and that chapter is called, um, just like I thought the models were evil. And then chapter two is, what is, what is that? Um, what does that mean by the way? Reference. Oh, just like I thought the models were evil. Um, yeah. It means a lot of things. I mean, it's quite literally, I, when I was working in fashion, I was like, I don't really trust this scenario. <laughs> you know, like, you know, these images are evil. You know, like, why is this girl so hungry? You know, like, this is not something that I want to put out in the world, that sort of thing. Um, it also, you know, it references a greater issue with, you know, you know, our full scope of history not being told to everyone. You know, like the models you really do have to question society in order to change it our models have not always been best our, our models have not been the best um so that's that's also what it means for me just like i thought the models were evil and having a sense of what what not what to take in and what not to take in um i would even say like as a kid um when i was being told that being queer was an issue you know like there was this little feminine voice in my head just being like no you know just ride this out <laughs> you know it'll, you'll be okay 
So it, it brings up that thought for me, just like I thought the models were evil. What do you think? <clears throat> what do you think is evil these days? What do I think is evil? Well, greed is evil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not respecting the natural world is evil. Um, I know people are loving the Tiger King right now. I actually think all those people are absolute garbage and they should all be fed to the tigers. <laughs> that being said, I feel like it's definitely worth the watch, but just don't, don't paint him, you know, like, <laughs> but you know, people, people anyway. So yeah, that's evil. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I haven't got myself to watch it yet, but. I haven't been inspired to watch it yet, but everyone is it's, just raving about it. If you've seen, have, did you watch Wild Wild Country? No. I would start with Wild Wild Country and then watch um, The Tiger King. It's basically the same thing. Americans or people, humans in general, just think they're just doing way too much and just we're just terrible and we need to we need to get it together. Otherwise, the planet is going to take us out because we're just fucking up. <laughs> yeah. But it's fascinating. But the story is fascinating. We're actually going through a, I mean, we're going through a global a global pandemic, and um, there is just to paint a picture here. Um, <clears throat> if anybody's watching this in the future or whatnot, but there's a global pandemic, coronavirus or COVID nineteen. There's four hundred. 64,000 cases here in the U.S. And um, that translated into, or that resulted into, uh, right now, today, 16,498,000 deaths. Um, So I want to talk about um, something else you do. Um aside from painting and, and poetry is uh, you work in, in the death industry, right? As a death. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting started. Um, I have a life only license, which means that I can write business for someone who wants to um, ensure a funeral for themselves. Um, but what I'm doing is taking it a step further and wanting to talk to people about, how we can make their celebration of life more personable for obviously themselves, even though that they aren't physically here anymore. But how do we leave folks with a different kind of mourning or a more um, expanded kind of grieving? You know, I, you know, obviously Omega is my middle name, so I've, I've been thinking about the end of the concept my entire life. I think, I think that's why I live so recklessly. It's like I don't want to have any regret, <laughs> so I just do everything. Um, I don't know what that actually says, but it's. But I feel like I've kind of had this TikTok in my head, and I think we all kind of maybe think about it. I can't speak for everybody, but I know that I do. Um, and I've wanted, always wanted to live to be 100 years old. That's kind of something that's always stuck with me. You know, the conversation around death. I mean, obviously it's sad, you know, like we're losing someone. To lose someone is not a great feeling. Um but also we can talk more eloquently or more expanded about endings in general, you know, like the end of, um, the end of pregnancy is, you know, a physical baby, you know, the end of, um, uh, the end of someone's life in a marriage is the completion of that love. Um, you know, I feel like there's a different way to think about the fact that we are mortal. I mean, I feel like we may end up living longer, you know, with 
whatever is future happening, whatever is happening in the future as far as the mortality. But I feel like, you know, we're, there's still, death is still going to be upon us and it doesn't have to be a sad conversation. If anything, I feel like people profit off fear mongering around death, you know? (laughs) So what I was, what I'm thinking is maybe let's just have a better conversation about what a celebration can be. And people get really, um, People get really creative about what they want to do with their funerals. You know, some folks tend to, you know, order in their caskets early and have everyone sign it, you know. That also helps mm-hmm. just people get used to the idea. You know, it may feel a bit morbid for some people, but it could also be really cathartic for others. Um, there's also just so many different ways that, <clears throat> so many different ways that you can procure your not procure, I guess, put your body to rest. There's Capsula Mundi where you can be buried with a tree. You know, they pop a seed of your favorite tree in your mouth, (laughs) you know, and then a tree just grows out of your skull and you're buried into the ground and the tree grows out. I think that's gorgeous. I think it's also, you know, it helps reforestation efforts. Um, there's also memorial wreaths nowadays where your ashes are infused in some organic material. Um, and then you are constructed in a reef sculpture type thing and you're put into the ground. You're installed with thousands of other souls and you create this massive reef. And then your body now is contributing to the repopulization of um, marine life. I mean, obviously to each their own, but, you know, I feel like this idea of like a stone and, and, you know, this stone and you like have this statement and you're in this like cemetery. I think that's really, I think that served to me, I think it served a purpose. Um, but now I think that there's other ways we can think about things. So bringing religions together, you know, um, I personally, like to hear what everyone has to think about these things. So in that curiosity, I've adopted just all all sorts of ideas about life and death and creation and myths and things. So I just think that that curiosity around this very big subject will continue. Um, Mm. And I think people are going to be wanting more personalized funerals for themselves. You know, last year alone, more people were uh, cremated than ever before. So there were more cremations than there were traditional funerals. So that marks uh, an apex of ideas right there. Wow. Um, Why do you think that is? um, Well, I, yeah, I think that life is hard and spirituality and the way we guide ourselves are changing. People are moving away from, certain religions, certain churches, and they are discovering a God of their understanding for themselves. And that obviously brings up what happens afterward, what you believe is going to happen after your soul is kaput with this body, with this form. And also there's different types of communities, I believe. Like I was talking to a friend of mine um, who you know, we were just talking about what I'm doing now and she went into just a long story about how, you know, queers, some queers don't want to go back to their families. You know, like if they die, like I don't want to be buried with a family that disowned me. So where do we go? So there's these, so there's these, all these little communities that are slowly starting to form, you know, and then you have like, so now you have a burial site of a group of friends, you know, who became family um, through their life experience, you know, not through their biological experience. So I think the, those dynamics are constantly shifting. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with, um, just how we live nowadays, the, the amount of liberal thinking that is continuing to grow, you know, like what happens when you uncap people's ideas, things grow, ideas grow. Um, I'm thinking, um, uh, <laughs> Thug Mansion. <laughs> Thug Mansion. I want to be buried there. Um, What's that? You're familiar with, uh, <laughs> Machiavelli, <laughs> Tupac's, uh, album? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, he's got one track uh, called Thug Mansion. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, where do thugs go when, when we die? And <laughs> oh, you definitely go to heaven. So I'm a big if a, if there's def- If there's a heaven, it's full of thugs. So. <laughs> um, it also reminds me of, um, have you read The Four Agreements? I have not. Um, so The Four Agreements, uh, it's a really short book. It's a short read. Um, I loved it. One of the things that really stuck out the most was this idea that um, we're already dead. (laughs) Mm. And in the sense that, um, like, we're... um, I'm sorry, I'm getting that mixed up. Actually, it's the idea that we're already in hell. Mm -hmm. And when we die... When we die, we actually wake up just like we wake up from a dream. And so when we die, um, we actually become more awake, more aware, um, as opposed to, as kind of like the parallel between, you know, when we're dreaming, we feel like we're, we're alive or we feel like we're not dreaming We're it's, it's reality. And then we wake up and we realize Holy moly, that was just a dream. <laughs> this is this is real. You know, I have I've had this like reoccurring I guess it's not reoccurring, it's just twice now. But um God, what am I doing? There's like these large floating stones, like maybe they're granite or some like gray, semi shiny rock. Um, and they're all just sort of like floating around and there, there's these, these waterfalls out of nowhere, just sort of pouring down, crashing into one rock, pooling, and then going into another. And I'm just kind of like jumping from one rock to the next. I hope that's my actual heaven. And then I'm waking up to this hell, which is fine. This hell is okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm understanding your uh, this paradigm correctly, <laughs> yeah. On the flip side, like, any, any, any type of existence, I'm just kind of blown away yeah. by by existing. Yeah. You know? But yeah, some really deep, deep stuff that I don't think many of us think about death. Um, you know, until we get older, I guess. Um, Maybe that's changing. Do you think that's changing with younger um, generations? Well, millennials are being dubbed the death. I'm uh, sorry, the death positive generation. Um, and I guess I'm an example of that. Um, I I can't speak to why that is. If anything, I just yeah. I mean, I think we've been indoctrinated in like war. You know, I feel like I've seen a lot of death. Um, just sort of by observation of the world. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't really, I can't really say why I think our generation would be considered the death positive generation. If anything, I think it's just sort of that same sort of like uncapping, um, of identity issues. Like, you know, my mom doesn't understand why we talk so much about our identity, our, our, about our identities, but I feel like that's just because we're in a time where we, we have to, we need to update our thinking about things because we're following models that are, that are outdated, that are antiquated and unsustainable. And I think that falls along with the death conversation, you know, I think that's all kind of up for, up for discussion. And now I'm going to play another poem by Desmond. This one's called at the cross. Prayer 3 For moments when I am agnostic I am agnostic I don't know I have uncertainty Uncertainty to which I believe I am okay
I have little need for mercy and no reason to overthink a mass fear to be saved like you I can I feel like you I scrutinize I scrutinize the self until immaculate lustful fruit to fruition. My unholy, holier ghost blessings still to balance. Uneven sand to wish my coward gone. Too far back. Now shattering the frail hourglasses poured too far for away in between seeing through illusion art hopes to ready me for the end extolling at me kin of the dead in preparation for sapiens to sing to use to know this art creates the miracle vow kept to dark matter by the tonnage. Art's everlasting mitochondrial Vanessa fine-tuning and intuit to atone. Second coming on eclipse through a veil, I do. Not know so freely enough to embody thine own inner pantheon full-on onus, my own indigenous faith. Let loosen the spirits bedeviled seraphim and serendipities. Can this be faith? Trusting my unknown out here? And nowhere is she alive for my sins? Letting it all in, then Letting it all go in conceiving. In seeing the loves played at the cross. Just like I thought, the models were evil. A perfect bitch karma, let me remind you. When life hands you rehab, help yourself. Unprosed. Identity seems to be at the heart of... Um, a lot of our thinking and perspective, yeah. uh, especially on ourselves and and others, and how that translates to to loving ourselves and loving others, for that mm -hmm. matter. Um, so this track at the cross is where does um, where did that come about? Um, well, any connection to? To death? Yes. Yeah. Just just more of, yeah, like I said, I've had a tendency to think about death more than I should. You know, I feel like I'm in a, a place in my life where I'm definitely more engaged with the present and I'm not thinking about it anymore. Like, I feel like I've, I feel like I've gotten to a place of satisfaction and um, content and peace. Um. So, and I think I got to that point because I really don't know. And the first line of that poem is, I am agnostic. Like I, <clears throat> like some, like I do trust, <laughs> you know, like I have to, you know, like I, you know, I have to make bold decisions to keep things going. Um, otherwise I'll get stagnant, but I really don't know. And I'm in writing this poem. I was able to, 
you know, create a prayer for that not knowing. Um, <laughs> this poem is, it is my own personal, like, religious poem. It is a prayer to for myself, like, whenever I'm really feeling like I need to, like, recenter something. I feel like writing this helped me reset my own... Um, my own understanding of where my spirituality is going, where my inner guidance is going. Um, and, yeah, I mean, my, my mom was raised Southern Baptist, and I know that she is 100% like my prime example for love and like what one does when you love someone. You know, I, I'm really lucky to have her as my mother. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't really vibing with being Southern Baptist, you know. So I was just sort of squaring traditional religion with my own sense of self and also trying to incorporate some sort of Africanist thought there, you know. Mm. Um, so some new agey thoughts are in there. I mean, it's kind of a lot of things. Some art thoughts are in this poem. Um, there's some astrology in it for people who have an, an acute eye for that sort of thing. There's some tarot in there, you know. There's some Christianity in there. So it's kind of, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, the, it's sort of the, for me, it's like a, um, it's a bullseye or like an X marks the spot for the place of certainty and uncertainty in my own spiritual journey. Wow. Speaking of uncertainty, we're going to switch gears now and dive into the shots of love round. You game for this right now? I am game. I'm game. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm silent because I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shots of love. Um, so, Again, just finish the sentence. I'm going to read the first part, and then you just, whatever comes to mind, okay? Okay. My first love. My first love. And I swam in a pool when we were eight years old. Okay, number two. Fourteen was... Fourteen was complicated. Okay, number three. Selling chicken. Selling chicken. Finally makes me laugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't before. <laughs> number four. In the morning, I love... In the morning, I love to make the bed now. Okay. Number five. What I love about myself. What I love about myself is... That I've been gifted a, a really sweet family. All right. And number six is what I love about my family. <laughs> is, um, what I love most about my family is that despite whatever is thrown their way, there's, there's a way to find joy and laughter. Things, things get serious, but things cannot get serious. can be fun at all times. Mm. Eloquent. Yes. <laughs> okay. Dying wise is dying wise is a book that I'm reading and it is a really good book. Dying wait, hold, let me do that again. Dying wise is Acceptance, a responsibility to the ones you're leaving behind. 
And the last one here is love is. Love is on the rise because it has to be. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, shots of love with Desmond Omega Fair. You know, just some final thoughts. Um, we can have some final thoughts and mm-hmm. says, um, before that, um, where can everyone kind of find you and connect with you? And then I'll sure be sure to link that up as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, all, so the novel Sonic unprosed is available on Spotify. Um, I also have paintings that are posted on my website, desmondomegafair.com. And also there's an Instagram that I have as well, which is Desmond Omega Fair. And there's a experimental poem happening on Twitter. <laughs> it's really random. And that's also Desmond Omega Fair as well. I know, man. Cool, man. Desmond, I just wanted to just to thank you and acknowledge you for um, living art and expressing yourself and so many different forms and ways and and just being open and honest about about it and uh you know arts <laughs> arts one of those things that i'm definitely you know learning mm-hmm. still about and and growing as a creative and uh finding my way through the war of art and mm-hmm. um in that sense, I look up to you as, as someone that, that is like really leading the way in that sense of using art for, um, for good, for transforming your, not only yourself, but you know, communicating what the world could be. So, yeah. I appreciate, you. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> I don't think I deserve all of it, but I appreciate it. I appreciate hearing you. And thank you for having me. Hey guys, thank you so, so much for listening. I really hope this episode brought you some value. And before you leave, I want to give you my phone number. If you have any questions, comments, or anything, just feel free to send me a text at 310-362-6765. Text me, call me, and let's connect on a deeper level.